0: After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't
1: believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right. We are talking about TV commercials today. The good ones, the bad ones. And the ones where people say weird shit like this. Oh, we got a wobbler. My name's Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hey, Veeves.
3: Hey, how are you doing?
2: Good. Happy New Year's Eve.
3: Happy New Year's Eve.
2: We are doing this on New Year's Eve. This isn't one of those pre-recorded ups <laughs> This is a real show. Happy New Year's Eve, everybody. Uh, and what is coming up on the show today, Veeves?
3: Uh, Big Data. It's a...
2: I love it when you call me Big Data.
3: <laughs> that would be a good hip-hop name. Yeah. Um, big data. I, we were, I was, I don't know, tootling around on Reddit the other day and I saw this old ad campaign that Spotify had done. It's now, I think, uh, three or four years old um, where they did billboards um, and they used data from their own users' experiences to kind of like highlight certain things about about their products. So like, for example, the the de- it'll just be like a... A letter, an open letter to a particular user. Dear person in L.A. who listened to Forever Alone, to the Forever Alone playlist for four hours on Valentine's Day. You okay? <laughs> or like, um, let's see what else here. Uh Dear person who played Sorry 42 times on Valentine's Day. What did you do? They're not all Valentine's Day related. Uh, Dear person in the theater district who listened to the Hamilton soundtrack 5,576 times this year. Did you get us tickets?
2: (laughs) These were a few. I remember this is a few years ago. And what uh, they've done that's even more. I mean, you want to talk about just perfect, like, synergy and getting your customers to do the marketing for you is the end of year spotify lists that are all over people's instagram stories now i yeah. don't know how long those two like those two apps have kind of linked to themselves up but it has become like a it's become like a new year's tradition for you know, people our age a little bit, but certainly our younger friends, like every single Instagram story about a week ago was like, these were my top plays last year. These are, yes. you know, like all this data and like using data and people to advertise for your to brag about your company. For yeah. Them. And
3: I think a lot of the social media companies have done a version of that, like recapping your your use of their product yeah, so that you true. can share that as another form of sharing, but also like a way to it's it's so... It's so recursive, right? Mm -hmm. It like it markets them, um, and I mean Spotify is is just perfectly built for that because of the sharing nature of playlists Mm -hmm. and all of that. So.
2: I will say I, the vast majority of music that came across in those stories, I didn't even know the
3: name of the people. <laughs> it's like a, would, totally foreign. Yeah, you very think it's a foreign, foreign language to you? Yeah, I might as well not even be on the planet.
2: Um. So anyway, well, that gave you the idea to put together a whole show based on data in commercials. How yeah. people are using kind of big data and
3: and and their infographics own infographics, their own statistics, statistics that their that their users generate through the use of their products, or sometimes just statistics. Statistics to tell a story about an issue. Um, you know, it's sort of a truism in marketing and communications work that, um, you know, 10,000 of anything is a statistic, one of anything is a story. And that you, you typically want to boil, you know, any, any big statistic, any big number, you want to boil it down to one person's story and make it relatable, make it uh, personalized or, or in some way about a story that one person can relate to. But I think that we've we've also gotten pretty good or marketers have gotten pretty good at using data in interesting ways to tell stories as well. And so I feel like I, I as I was putting the show together today, I felt like, God, I feel like there's so many examples of this that are not coming to mind. So listeners, if you're seeing data being used in commercials that we didn't cover here, send them in because I feel like I missed a lot.
2: This is a little tangential to... Um Commercials, which we will get to here in a second. But just while we're on this topic of big data and companies releasing data as a way of promoting their services, it, it was just a few days ago that Netflix was taking kind of a beating online because they released a list of their top-watched movies and TV shows of 2019. But the caveats were just <laughs> s- stacking up, including the number one caveat, which was, a viewing, a quote-unquote viewing, was anybody who watched one of these TVs, TV shows, or movies for two minutes or more.
3: Yeah, I don't understand why they did that because Netflix is notorious for not releasing their data. They they hardly ever mm-hmm. show their their uh, viewership numbers unless it unless it pleases them to. Um, so you only ever get you know you only ever get the good news. Uh, stories like, oh, Bird Box is amazing and Mm -hmm. everyone loved it. Spoiler alert, it's not amazing and not everybody loved it, but we all watched it because we were all told everyone watched it.
2: Well, I think that's a big part. I think conventional wisdom is they had this kind of two-minute requisite because it gave an upper hand to all of their productions, because the stuff right. that they produced is very, very heavily promoted. It's almost auto plays on you now. Yeah. And it doesn't quite autoplay on you. It, it'll play a, a trailer, trailer for you. The trailer certainly autoplays. And if you just even hit the button accidentally and yeah. then walk in the other room, you probably got two minutes into one of their shows. Yeah, I, These lists definitely favor all of their own productions. Right,
3: because you're almost certainly scrolling uh, around in their productions, because they front load their productions yeah. in you're like, you should check this out. Yeah. Um and I think the two minute thing like was it was stupid in that they had to know they were gonna be let in for some mocking, but I also think They didn't care. They just wanted the press.
2: Yeah, exactly. And they got it. All right. Well, we're going to talk about commercials uh, here in a second regarding data. I I also threw a couple in this list. I don't know if you saw it. I kind of cheated a little bit. But some actual advertisements for big data,
0: including
2: (laughs) one company that decided to personify big data. And I have (laughs) no idea why or how they chose this guy to represent big data. Uh, A real disaster there. Also, I saw a listener uh, when we checked. Checking with the ad council I had a very interesting behind the scenes look at how they filmed yes. those old spice commercials it's in one shot.
3: Really amazing. I have never seen this before, but it's such a it's such a cool um, little explainer.
2: Yeah. So okay, we'll get into all of that. First though, let's talk about what did you want to call the show? A, a a data with destiny? A
3: data with destiny. <laughs>
2: All right, 7 minutes in, just getting to the show, getting to the good <laughs> stuff here. Um so when you were talking about this idea for a show, one idea popped in my head immediately. I don't even know. You you let me know if you think this was cheating a little bit or if this is what you were going for, but I thought immediately of all those Google end of year commercials. They're usually 2 minutes long and I think they usually debut them during like kind of NFL playoff games yep. or big games and what they'll do is they'll supposedly take data based on what people were searching for that year and then build a kind of uh, commercial around it that shows where we were as a society basically
3: yeah and I think that's a I think it's fair to include that in this uh, in this bucket of data and and also who cares like we're just here to talk about yeah. commercials we're, there's no podcast judge. Or jury to judge whether we are are or are not allowed to include a particular ad.
2: Although I wouldn't be necessarily against the idea of having a podcast judge and jury.
3: Yeah, I mean, you're going to weed out a lot of the chaff. Yeah, the question is, are we chaff? (laughs) Uh, We're 51% wheat. Um, (laughs) Oh, good. But this I, I I think it's exactly what I was describing here, which is like using it's the so many of these products like Facebook uh, you know Am, uh, Amazon certainly collects a lot of our data like I was looking at dating websites because um, okay Wait, why <laughs> like for example okay Cupid uh, famously has like a huge trove of interesting data about people based on their extensive questionnaire that that you fill out when yeah. you when you do it. Um, And I was looking to see like, have they done anything interesting with that data to promote their own services? The difficulty, I think, is that people, it it quickly starts to feel invasive or like it reminds you how much your privacy is being invaded. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these companies that have really interesting data and I think could tell interesting stories, just like intrinsically interesting stories with it, recognize that. Highlighting that they that they've got all this shit mm-hmm. is like not super great for mm-hmm. their brand. Mm-hmm.
2: And Google, I mean, to step away, it doesn't show you. I mean, the Google has more information on me than any other mm-hmm. company because I use an Android phone. It's all interconnected. People who have iPhones probably similar with Apple having yeah, all your data. But they're like, not
3: posting like number of people who have type two diabetes, right? You know,
2: like you and I were in Los Angeles recently, and we had we were meeting some people for dinner, and we were in a we were in a in a neighborhood that we didn't often go to and I was trying to remember this pho place that I Loved and went to a few times years ago when I lived there, but it just had a kind of generic name and I couldn't think of it. And so I start googling around on my phone and I found it. It's Golden Deli by the way. It's amazing. And uh, it said you were here three and a half years ago yeah. or something like That's that. That's so I'm creepy. Like, yeah, I mean Google knows so much about different me.
3: phone, different. You know, you you've been through so many changes, mm-hmm. but Google uh, remembers.
2: Yeah, Google remembers. That would be a good. That would be a good anti Google campaign. Yeah. Remembers. Well, these campaigns are pretty anodyne compared to that. They they just look at supposedly, I got to keep saying that, the what some of the main search terms were. But lately, in the past several years of this campaign, they take one word and yeah. build around it. Back in the day, and I went back and watched a bunch of these. The 2015 was the last one that didn't have a specific word theme. It was just based on what a bunch of people were what people were googling, and and you know it, it, over the course of two minutes they would you know, illustrate that with various viral videos, news footage. And again, it's kind of a year end wrap up that tries to kind of get the it's basically
3: zeitgeist. like, Hey, this was the year in internet. Cause Google yeah. is the internet. Yeah, I exactly. mean, it's our portal to the internet. Sorry, Bing, in but the, like
2: in the world. Yeah, <laughs> for
3: sure. It's not, <laughs> hey what did, bing, what did people bing this year? What did
2: people bing this year? They binged what is bing? Um, <laughs> so in 2016 they focused on the word love but it was a little sneaky I think you can really see this campaign solidify into where they were originally. 2015 didn't specifically have a word they hooked everything on. 2016 they did this whole campaign and then you it, like in the last 30 seconds you realize oh it's all focused on love and then at the end they really hammer that home and then 2017 it was the word how. People were looking up how can I I make the world a better place. You know, everybody was shaken. It was much more. Um, 2017 was what much darker because it was you know people were still freaking out. Yeah, even more so about the Trump situation. And was that Charlotte What was going on? I think so. Yeah, yeah. and I don't. Th- I don't know if they included that, but they always try to give it a positive spin, right? Like right. 2017 was like, how can I help? How can I make the world a better place? How can I do this? Uh, 2018, the word was good, and now 2019, the word is hero. Throughout history it says, in times of uncertainty, the world looks for heroes. In 2019, searches for heroes soared. What kind of
3: superheroes are there? They're showing, uh, like, Avengers cool and in the news footage.
0: Rescue trampoline.
1: The first to run a in under two hours.
2: We have seen what we thought was
0: unseeable.
3: A relay of dogs will leave blind runner Tom Panic across the finish line. Nicolas Mahut lost in the French Open, but then his seven-year-old son ran onto the court to give his dad a big hug. My her her sister, have
1: been
3: heroes for many little girls out there. I'm not
2: huge on the Shiro's one. They just showed the Google term Shiro how, as a woman.
3: As a woman. As a
2: woman. How do you feel about the term Shiro?
3: I think we've got a lot bigger, uh, bigger problems than yeah, but than Google. that, than that. You know, somewhat lame portmanteau.
2: Okay, I mean, we do have bigger problems that we're not facing those problems on this podcast. So I face them all the time.
3: <laughs> okay. to, I'm sure to our listeners' dismay.
0: Hi, I love you.
2: <laughs> oh, I remember seeing this on the on TV with you because I didn't know about this guy that they call Super Dad. It's like a young, it's, attractive man with his little daughter, and she. I think
3: I think it's a little boy, but I don't. A little I guess, boy. Why would I? Why would Why would you know for sure? He's talking to his baby and the baby's just babbling but making like imitating the expressions and gestures of an adult so the dad just responds to all the babbling like oh good point very interesting you and know? that was
2: i didn't even know about that viral very video cute. this commercial i don't know film. if
3: i qualifies as heroic right like only he, in a, only in a america is like funny dadding yeah uh qualifies heroic we really lowered the bar america was his
2: dad babysitting his baby yeah his dad time? is babysitting yeah. him. no
3: I, I don't want to impugn that dad that dad seems like a very nice dad
2: yeah let's take a listen again <laughs> exactly what I was thinking
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> superheroes that can fly you we see BU,
0: it is the best feeling in the world it is the Sully of pizza
2: <laughs> by the way the Sully Sullenberger of pizza had you seen that one no I that that was new to me that was good some guy it's just like Security footage in a pizza kitchen in like a restaurant kitchen, and some guy's walking by, it looks like the manager type of guy, and somebody turns around and almost spills a pizza on the floor, but he just catches it with his hands and puts it over to the other counter without missing a beat. Yeah. and literally just keeps walking. <laughs> the Sully Sullenburger of pizzas. So anyway, let's see if there's any more.
1: Vision, vision to fix to heal, to empathize, to connect because living life. Luck- something bigger than yourself is a hero's journey.
2: Search on to everybody who's, what did it say to everybody who's using their powers for... To empower reason. others. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I guess, I, I, I remember when these things were newer, I found them to be very effective.
3: I'm a little bit... They're so formulaic. Oh, they're
2: so formulaic and just so you just do the same thing over and over and over again with that yeah. swelling music and like, I, hey, listen, the, the company has a tradition. I, I don't hate it. You're but pulling it's on not the same really heart string each year, yeah. and
3: I'm I'm all for it, um, but I'm also not like I'm not wowed. The, I mean, it, it really hasn't changed very much, and even the, even thematically, however they're whatever word they're keying in on. Mm-hmm they're not really changing the kinds of things that they include under that. They just recategorize them, mm-hmm. you know? Yes.
2: I hope that next year's word is Pornhub.
3: Oh, my God.
2: What is somebody, would, somebody with I, low production could make a great off parody.
3: Hats off. Well, I wonder what... Actually, you know what? I should have looked at what Pornhub's doing because they're doing some amazing oh, marketing true. this yeah. year. Uh, I'm sure everybody saw that Kumail Nanjiani got totally jacked for a role, right? And so he went, he like went totally viral on the internet of like, you know, regular old Kamel Nanjiani head, but then like Superman body underneath. And I mean, it really did look like
2: it was Photoshop. It really did. Because you're just
3: not used to seeing him that way. But the best thing that happened out of that was after it all went viral, Pornhub under their, um, I guess uh, they have like, Images for certain kinds of searches, like common searches, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the common searches is muscular men, mm-hmm. and so they put. How much t- do they
2: have a word for it?
3: I think it was. Just, I saw a really? snapshot of this, you oh. know, like a screenshot of it. Um,
2: it wasn't something like filthy. It wasn't
3: something <laughs> filthy. I think it was just muscular men. Daddy likes muscles. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's another thing you can search for. I don't know. You can search for anything. Yeah. Um, but if you, but they're like little avatar temporarily at least for muscular men was Camille Nanjiani. That's pretty good. Which is, they are, I think Pornhub does an amazing job of like capturing the zeitgeist. Like them and Ryan Reynolds need to get together and do something amazing. Yeah,
2: that's a good point. I would love to see, I mean, I can see it in my head. Like is somebody just doing a parody of these Google ads either all, just do one for Pornhub yes. Where it's just like Their search terms Is just filthy. just filthy Or just like A more realistic one That includes a lot of porn But also just like The bullshit and crap yes. And the terrible stuff That yeah, people PS look for Google. Online. We know
3: people are searching For porn So right. uh, don't pretend like, like That's not right. one of the Major reasons people use you
2: Yeah so anyway Spend a lot of time on that But they have been doing that For a long time And again I think it's a good idea And it's very clever And again they're now in they're now in kind of tradition mode like i guess don't reinvent the wheel on these things people get a kick out of them when they see them on tv it's just a good it reminds you of some of the fun things you saw online like you know it's a pretty easy i don't know it's pretty easy bar to clear but uh, again they don't wow me the way they used to meanwhile i see that you have some uh you have some issues with the coca-cola company
3: yeah it was so funny as i was as I was watching this commercial uh, for Coca-Cola, I was drinking a Coke product, yeah. although it was a Coke Zero. Um, this is a this is like a this is they call this the director's cut, and I was like, well, let me find the regular one if it if it ever aired somewhere, you know. But this is a minute and twenty seconds, um, so it's a bit long, but it is mostly voiceover, so I think you can just let it roll. Um, it just talks. It's basically Coke's like. Um, don't don't let the haters tell you not to drink coke because it will make quote make you fat
2: it focuses on i don't think i've watched this entire thing but this whole commercial shows a bunch of images of people being active and it's talking about the data that shows that inactivity will lead us to all be obese in the future right and so the issue is not drinking soda
3: right drinking soda it's it's all of our lack of activity
1: in the year 2030 58% 58% of adults will be overweight. She's
3: showing a lot of marathoners.
1: According to statistics. Runners. Thanks to lifts, escalators, cars, chairs, and computers, we will be more and more sedentary.
2: There's a clue right there, I guess, aside from his accent, that this didn't air in the United States. Yes, it's, a lit. <laughs> it, I
3: mean, it's definitely for uh, for the British.
2: So put your exercise equipment in the boot put
3: and your, get going. Put your trainers on. <laughs>
1: By the year 2030, 60% of the world's population will live in cities. And we'll spend most of our time sitting or lying down.
2: I hate that connection to city life being more sedentary. I think anybody who lives in a big city, we don't even live in a big city, but we live in the heart of a decent sized city and anybody who lives in a big city like um, well, I guess not LA so much, but certainly New York, like you're doing Boston where you used to live, like you do so much more walking because you're doing less driving in big cities and you have to walk to the bus station or the train station. We used to live on top of a hill that we called the Widowmaker. You were near the train line, (laughs) but you're at the top of a hill Almost cartoonishly, so I that that kind of that yeah
3: you know where people drive connection. the most the yeah. suburbs
1: exactly yeah or
3: or the exurbs.
1: In spite of all this, we will still feel stressed, and twenty percent will have trouble sleeping. By that year, sixty percent of all children are likely not to have seen a cow, and bad dietary habits. I don't know will continue what
3: seeing increase. a cow is a signifier or indicator this of is, just like is seeing a cow a leading indicator of good he- of good cardiovascular health. They're just
1: pro rural living it yeah, sounds like. Yeah. Exactly. This is what our world will be like in the year 2030 according Unless. to statistics.
3: Oh. But wait.
1: But the only real statistic is that 100% of statistics are made by us. We are going to change them.
2: What if we stand up? At the end of the commercial, when the you can hear the music change, everybody starts standing up out of their seats all across the world, and then they have a um, they have a website they created, change changethestatistics.com. So yeah. again, the, this the is Coke's.
3: They've been beating this drum forever now. Like they know that they're in trouble for uh, basically pumping us all full of sugar they have created a bunch of like about a third of their products are zero or low calorie but even those products and i mean i'm like i said while i was watching this i was drinking a coke zero yes it's zero calories but it's got a ton of other terrible chemicals in it And i'll be the first to agree but like they're just so full of shit with this idea that like the solution to um the obesity crisis is more activity you cannot run your way out of overconsumption and the uh, like the amount of sugar in a 20 ounce bottle of coke is you can't run your way out of that mm-hmm. right um here's an interesting here's another interesting stat for you coke since you like stats so much uh, this is from the guardian analyses of studies funded by coca-cola or its trade association demonstrate that they have an 83 percent probability of producing results suggesting no harm from soda consumption in contrast, the same percentage of studies funded by government agencies or independent foundations find clear linkages between sugary beverages and those conditions. So, so government
2: studies show there's a clear link between obesity yes, and soda. Yes, independent consumption. and government yeah.
3: funded studies show overwhelmingly show a clear link between uh, you know, soda consumption and bad health and obesity. Um and yet Coke funds these studies that like that they rely on that they that they hold up that they release to the news mm-hmm. that are allegedly you know that are done by people with PhDs and yet somehow magically the conditions of those studies result in findings that somehow sugar doesn't make you fat
2: well that's what changes the statistics.com is all about they're literally <laughs> Ch- changing they're
3: the literally <laughs> Were you not paying attention to that
2: <laughs> entire last commercial? It seemed pretty clear to me.
3: Uh, so frustrating. I
2: threw one in here, Veeves. I don't think you watched this. Did you happen to see the Prudential one I put in here? I, I don't think, think so. You're, I think you're going to be pleased with this one. At first, I thought it was a little bit on the edge. But um, stay with it. It's a minute-long commercial. And when we get to the part that needs describing, uh, maybe we'll stop. And, and maybe you can describe it.
0: 65 years old when that became the official retirement age back when my dad was a kid life expectancy was about 61. not much of a retirement huh luckily things have changed to see how we went out and asked people a simple question how old is the oldest person you've known now
2: i'm going to stop and tell you what you've seen so far you see this spokesperson who's a guy who's probably in his early 60s right Late yeah, 50s maybe, late 50s maybe. Walking through a field, and it looks like some sort of game is set up. He's holding like a um, a floppy – not a floppy disk like you might expect for a computer, but like a um, – it's a circle, and it's kind of floppy, like a, a very thin frisbee, and he's carrying that. And you've never seen this, right? No. And he's walking to a big white wall, and we see on the ground there's almost like flagged off like the ages 40, 50, 60. And again, they're asking the question, how old is the oldest person you've known?
1: The oldest person I really know is probably my grandfather. He's 93. 94. 104 years old.
2: Then we gave them each a sticker and had them show us. So those those round thin circles are stickers, and now all these people they've gathered I don't know how many people let's say a hundred or two hundred people here they all go up to the wall and they put their sticker uh, on a ch- basically a chart. They're making
3: a giant scatter. They're making
2: a giant scatter plot that's going to show a very clear bell curve. Then they show it over time. Everybody putting their sticker on Soon there. So we
0: learned a lot of us have known someone who's lived well into their nineties. And that's a great thing. But even though we're living longer, one thing that hasn't changed, the official retirement age. The question is, how do you make sure you have the money you need to enjoy all of these years?
3: This is amazing. I
0: thought
2: you might like this one. I
3: love it. And uh, I love very this visually, use of data and yeah. statistics and like making it real. And like, visually stunning. Visually stunning. Like this is how you tell a cool Visual story with data.
2: I'm glad you like that excellent one. Excellent
3: job Prudential. Yeah, uh,
2: an excellent job on me for finding it. An excellent I would say. job,
3: Anthony. <laughs> I mean, let's
2: not let's not forget that. Uh, that <laughs> one was a little bit hard to describe. Uh, hopefully we did an okay job. But of course, it'll be on the Facebook page if you want to take a look at that, too. Now, what was the shell one that you found?
3: This is another one. This actually popped up in a list of uh, commercials that I was searching through that were just interesting little sort of informational videos. Um, that use gr- motion graphics.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And most
3: of them were things like how to make a Raspberry Pi or, you know, what's the, you know, whatever. Just like like little informational videos. But this one was actually for Shell. It's called Make the Future. It's a bit long. I doubt that it ever aired straight on television, but I think it does most of the work in, in talking to you. It's, it's all about like the the uh, the struggles we face in energy uh in and, and not in, you know, climate change.
2: So I'm taking a look at this. Was this made on spec?
3: Oh, um I'm uh this no, is client
2: shell agency possible. Oh, I see possible maybe the name of an agency. Uh it was uh directed by Pedro Alavetto. AKA Sugar Blood. By the way, this is on Vimeo. I think Vimeo is such a cool uh, platform for this stuff. Like, if you want to now hire him to direct something, there's a little hire button. Oh, yeah, that's great. And and you can, like, uh, inquire within. So, uh, without further ado, should I just hit play on the shell video? Yeah, I
3: think it's pretty self explanatory.
0: Smartphones, ice cream trucks, gas cookers, fridges, robots, hospitals, roller coasters, neon signs. Things
2: I'm afraid of.
0: <laughs> All wonderful things. All powered by energy. In fact, in the UK, we use enough energy in one hour to power a light bulb for 500,000 years. And by the year 2050, it's estimated the world will need double the energy we use today. Yes, double. But using energy can be harmful to the Earth's climate and environment. That's why people around the world are hard at work searching for better, cleaner sources of energy. And why they're questioning the way we think about creating it. Because the bolder our questions, the smarter our solutions. Questions like, what if you design a car that can drive great distances without needing to refuel? Or what if you shared your car journeys to save on energy? What if you put solar panels in space where the sun is always shining or put them on houses so they power themselves? So there you have it. It's estimated that the world needs to double its energy so that more people can enjoy all the wonderful things it brings. And that energy needs to be cleaner and work harder. Will we succeed? It's up to everyone to decide.
3: so
2: is this another coke situation here
3: you know i actually think they have a better claim to 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 sort of selling this idea because we do you we all do use energy and i think it's i think it's laudable actually for them to sort of face face the fact like there's no climate denialism there um you know maybe they soft pedal it a little bit They don't really talk about conservation in this they do a little bit you know like share ride share and stuff like that um but you know i i'm not i i think that we're starting to see some interesting marketing coming from some of the energy companies i think it's exxon right now i thought about including it but it's not really data related so i didn't include it in this one but exxon i think is doing a commercial about algae.
2: Oh, that is such a great commercial. The visuals on that are so beautiful. They're
3: beautiful. It's it's an overhead shot of an algae farm, which is basically just like a big, looks like a fish farm, which is like a big tank of water that's filled with like greenish water.
2: Mm-hmm, and just beautiful overhead shots that contrast the bright green against the, the bright blue water that it's growing in.
3: Yeah. And they talk a lot. I mean, it's very, you know, aspirational. Like one day algae may be used to fuel X, Y, and Z. Um, and I don't, you know, obviously I don't think we're there yet. And but it's, I think it's really smart of these energy companies because energy is something that we do need and we will use. And
2: but are they really putting their money where their mouth is as far as these commercials? These commercials would make you think that all that's these, all they do. All these companies are just like really pushing for that. Yet it's when you hear about fraction. legislation and, and the the side that they're lobbying on is yeah. they've been so against alternative energies because the money is in the ground.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I you know I'm sure that it's a fraction of their R and D compared to uh, what they want to get out of the ground still. Um, and so, so you ask is is it like Coca-cola? Yes, probably it is more so, but somehow it feels more like more possible that because the, the reality is that they will have to move to renewables mm-hmm. they they have to, like eventually they will have to. there's too many even if they even if the oil outlasts uh lasts long enough to like totally thaw the permafrost. There are too many countries are starting to change the laws.
2: Or they, they just have some sort of a Dr. Strange Love plan.
3: <laughs> well, there's always that. There's always Operation Strange Love.
2: Let me play a couple of commercials for you here that I think might be on the line a little bit. Because these aren't using data to sell a product or service. They're actually commercials for big data. I mentioned this to you before. This one from IBM I found somewhat interesting. I think... I think the voiceover will be self-explanatory. Every time I say that though, I have to pause (laughs) it and and then replay it, but let's give this a shot. This is a burrito made with chocolate
0: soybeans and apricots. What kind of chef comes up with this? A chef working with IBM Watson on the cloud. Ingredients are just data. Watson turns big data into new ideas and not just for food. Watson is working with doctors and bankers to help transform their industries. Today, there's a new way to work, and it's made with IBM.
2: So the imagery there is all very kind of futuristic. It's a bunch of very white backgroundy kind of test lab looking. Yeah. You have this hipster guy who's talking, and everybody around him are wearing their uh, chef's whites. And they're delicately having him try this burrito that they came up with the idea for based on big data saying different flavors that people like together. Um, it's funny though. It's so cold. It all, doesn't it almost turn you off.
3: Yeah, I, 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 I didn't dislike it stylistically, but I got a little confused by the language. I think like
2: they're saying big, data big, will inspire the creative but side then he of said you like by giving like, you new Ingredients are ideas. just data. Oh,
3: like is Was he saying? Was it was like a metaphor? Like I just didn't really follow. Oh, I didn't it. think it was
2: a metaphor. I think he was literally saying that like. We now have the ability to look at all kinds of data that you would usually apply to nerdy things like spreadsheets and other right. you know things. But he's saying no, big data can impact. Like where to everything. send
3: your anti abortion flyers.
2: <laughs> and and the creative arts, and I would put like culinary okay. as a creative arts. So it was like He some was saying try million. these ingredients together because big data probably show gave these guys the so inspiration. Big data
3: made that burrito. Big
2: data made that burrito. Wow. Which I don't want a big data burrito. Frankly,
3: I'll try it.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, was, I'll take one without cheese. Okay. Uh, while we're on this topic, I teased this earlier. Um, these, are, again, are for a company that I always thought was SAS. It's like some sort of, again, big data kind of management company. And you'll uh-huh. see these kind of business-to-business commercials sometimes during, again, football games or something that has a wide national audience that is also hitting, like, kind of the higher and lower kind of uh sectors of our economy sort of right like somebody
3: who might be making like someone who might be like chief technology officer might be watching this
2: exactly well these are for this company which i i think they refer to themselves as sas in this s-a-s um and it's for using their service to manage big data but these two commercials and they uh, kind of like the eric Wareheim commercial where he's personifying reality in a in a uh, alternate reality commercial or virtual or VR, reality yeah. yeah um this one they have a guy representing big data and he is so uh, just so off-putting we see a couple and they are or no i guess it's not a couple we see a woman and she's shoe shopping and what looks like the cheapest ass shoe store or shoe store set, right? Yeah. And, yeah, it's not
3: a very well, uh, well-designed well shoe store, shoe store set.
2: And she asks for a shoe in her size, and the guy who's working there says, oh, I'm sorry, we've already sold out of that. And then suddenly the camera pans, and we see our hero kind of lurking behind this conversation next to a, a mannequin, a female mannequin. Our spokesperson is a guy who is built He just looks like kind of a schlubby businessman sort of. He's yeah. kind of built like me. He's probably trimmer than me, but kind of a bookerish guy with zero style and everything about this just comes off as so cheap. And we haven't even gotten to the weird part yet. <laughs>
1: Sorry. We don't have anything
3: in eight. <laughs> okay, now this is David. I knew dated. the
1: store was out of eights 2 days ago. And They're going to need a dozen more next week. Hey. I'm big data, and I know all kinds of things. Ignore me? <laughs> you can say so long to your customers.
2: And he's got this real, you can probably hear it in his voice, but also the face he's making is somewhat menacing. It's a little bit like mayhem.
3: Yeah. He's kind
2: of going for this mayhem vibe, but everything is so cheap about this commercial. Yeah,
3: like did they have? Did they let the interns film this? The Just the camera work is so inexpert. It
2: is so weird. And then I think here he's, at one point over the voiceover, we're going to cut to like a, a cutaway of him trying to jam his gross ass foot into a small woman's flat it's so weird a
3: lot of people don't know this but most chief technology officers do have a foot fetish. that's
1: true or me <laughs> you can say so long to your customers and your sales with SAS customer intelligence get the right products to the right stores at the right time does this make me look fat He's talking to the
2: mannequin at the end. Suddenly, it's says "shirt store." He's holding so, up a shirt, and he's saying to the mannequin, "Does this make me look fat?" There's been no clothes other than shoes shown this in this entire terrible. thing. Terrible! Is that not terrible?
3: There's like I can't even doctor doctor that. Like there's nothing good no, about it.
2: No, you Just need to kill it with fire. <laughs> yes, mortician, mortician. That. <laughs> um, here's another one where I still think the persona is very negative. And I still I still hate this campaign. It's so embarrassingly cheap, but at least this next one makes a little bit more sense. He's still representing big data, but now he's definitely a bad guy in this one. And I guess he was in the other one, too. Like, he's not representing, representing the company. He's the, bi- the
3: data's just out there. The data's out there. he's
2: representing the havoc. And this one does a much better job of it. Before, he was saying, I had that information and you should have come to me. Sure. And it was a little confusing. And this one, he's going around an office place, and he kind of almost assaults this one woman who's sitting cool. at her cool, desk cool, trying cool, to do cool, cool, work. Cool. He assaults her desk with a huge <laughs> pile of papers he just kind of throws down and then he's going through the office place like just throwing data around and data is just shown here as being like incredibly hard to manage right it's reams of paper reams and reams
1: think you're busy now wait till you get a visit from me big data if your company isn't effectively managing your big data you're wasting time
2: now we're not done yet but can I just pause it there and say so he throws this Big pile of right. worthless paper from this feel like woman's fundamentally desk. Fundamentally
3: misunderstands what is meant by big data. Right?
2: They, I'll give them that. They have to like visualize it somehow. Sure.
3: But now,
2: it just like his body language, he's like leaning. Like there's a young woman walking at her desk, working at her desk. She looks a little bit overwhelmed with work. He just made it worse for her. And now he's like leaning aggressively, like kind of into her space he's got, a little he's bit. He like got
3: like a like, fat Jason Sudeikis vibe
2: maybe a little bit yeah but it's just and but I, I,
3: like not handsome and appealing no. like Jason Sudeikis
2: it's just so weird that they're making him so unlikable and so cringy yeah well opportunity
3: passes you by
1: with sass you'll have a strategy in place to handle big data it's just like throwing answers, stacks, stacks of paper possible. in
3: offices <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, I feel like they would be better off if I said I wasn't gonna doctor doctor these, but I feel like it'd be better off if somehow they like the people were just drowning in the data. hmm or unaware of it. Like the thing about data is like it's not most people aren't like, oh, I mean maybe this isn't true. Usually it's like I guess it's I guess people I guess a lot of organizations do. Like they they amass a lot of data. They they have Systems that collect data and they could you know in theory they could glean insights from it But the problem is they don't have mm-hmm. the correct. Sol- you know technology solutions uh, to Extract the 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 gold from them their hills But if you're going to do something like but this I, just seems like so this makes me just like not want to have anything to exactly, do Exactly right this whole situation mm-hmm. <laughs> doctor doctor what should i do tell me like show him getting a like an insight or something out of it i mean the shoe yeah. one for all its badness as a commercial at least i understood the what the stakes right like this this if if that shoe store had known that it was out of a particular mm-hmm. shoe that was like having a certain level of popularity they would have ordered it you know When they needed to and it would have been a just-in-time thing and the woman would have bought the shoe and happy ending, you know More commerce, which I guess is the only happy ending.
2: Yep Personifying data itself as a big ugly beast that then you need a product that isn't personified at all to save the day Is not helpful. You're just making the whole thing negative like instead of having him being this weird aggressive off-putting guy in in the shoe store have the camera turn to a like you know, well dressed person who looks and presents respectably, saying, "I could have helped with this. Turn yeah. to me. Like, don't like, turn to me. Like, I'm the hero of the commercial. yeah. I'm make not the villain. The,
3: make him the hero, not the villain. I agree. Oh, this was very weird. God. Sass. Do better. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words they're saying. Only the echoes of my
2: mind. All right, let's check in with the ad council here. Looks like we're uh, getting some more love for these progressive Becoming Your Parents ads. These Becoming ads. Your
3: Parents ads are fantastic. They're so and, good. And They're some of the
2: best programming on TV right I now. honestly <laughs> love
3: them. They are so funny. I really enjoy them. Um, they don't all work exactly equally well, but I think for the most part, they are super funny and well written. And uh, Corinne uh, flagged this one for us, which I agree is, is a really great one. And it kind of it kind of crosses genres. In addition to being the we can't prevent you from becoming your parents punchline, um, it also uh, kind of is a parody of the paranormal activity style horror movie that kind of like, you know, found footage or cell phone footage. Uh, I don't know what that's what that style is called, but like that style of, of horror movie. Kind of verite movie. a little bit. Yeah, I guess so.
2: Um, and of course, this came out right before Halloween. is like October, middle of October. So you're seeing a lot of Geico ads. They were going back to their like Halloween stuff. So you got the impression that Progressive wanted to jump on the Halloween bandwagon, but still like fit it in. Into one of their yeah. In fact, we might have talked about these because maybe not this particular one, but there's another progressive ad with the um with the the Jamie campaign or the, I'm sorry the fl- sorry flow the flow campaign with Jamie where they all are like children of the corn yes. and they come walking out of the corn. Yeah, I
3: think I think in the fall they do some. They are smart to do a few that are um tonally more scary or 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 spoofing something that's scary. But I think they're smart to make them. To not have a lot of jack o' lanterns and trick or treating in it, and that way it's like can be tonally appropriate, but also it just has like a longer shelf life. Um, This one I do really love. You've got a woman uh, talking about what it's been like since her husband uh, bundled home an auto.
2: And we should say that this comes from Corinne, right? Yeah, it's accurate. Yeah. Yo, did you? Okay. She says,
3: "Um, "I thought I couldn't love the progressive turning into your parents' ads anymore, and then now they've created one that's also a pretty decent horror movie parody." Ever since we moved here i've been noticing it i think the house is changing him (gasps) up and at him into his father is it scary
2: it's in eco (laughs) mode so don't touch it she's going to mess around with the thermostat Mm
3: -hmm. i can't stop this from swinging
1: there must be draft in here
3: but he did save a bunch of money bundling our home and auto with progressive
1: progressive can't protect you from becoming your parents
2: now, it, it, the, I cut it off because she's now on the phone and she's got a gross, heavy breather on the phone with her.
1: Hello. Ah, sorry, honey. Butt
2: dial. <laughs> uh, when he says, I can't stop this thing from swinging, uh, that he's like standing beneath a bear swinging light bulb right, at the top of the creepy. stairs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this reminded me of another one that's running now that I know that you've seen, Veeves, because I think we've commented on it uh, when we're watching TV together. This is I don't know if it's my favorite. Why do we have to pick favorites? But this is um, the Becoming the Parents commercial where a couple is meeting their like hip friends for dinner. And the story is told through the perspective of their friends.
0: We used to love going out with
3: Julia and Mike, but since they bought their new house. Which menu am I looking at here?
1: Start with tapas. (laughs) Oh, it's tapas. Tapas. Get out of town. It's like eating dinner with your parents. Sandra, are you in school? I
2: want to say that she's asking the waitress if she's still in school.
3: (laughs)
1: Sandra, are you in school? Yes, I'm in art school. Oh, wow. So have you thought about how you're going to
3: make money? At least we're learning some new things. We bundled our home and auto with Progressive. Saved a bunch. Oh, we got a wobbler.
1: Progressive can't protect you from becoming He's a talking
2: boss. about the table wobbling on him. and He's, like, crawling under the table now to, like, fix it by putting a...
3: Like a folded up coaster exactly. underneath it. Uh,
2: what else we got? One from Kathy here?
3: Yeah, this one was just very sweet. And since it is kind of the last hurrah of the holidays, I thought it would be nice to share this one. This isn't um, particularly... Uh, clever or anything it's just a really nice message and it's it's for survivors of uh, of cancer and I think it's for maybe the American Cancer Society Mm. um, or Advent Health excuse me uh, which I don't know maybe that's not a nonprofit. but what you're seeing is a bell choir and I don't know if you know what that is Um, I actually performed in one briefly when I sort of flirted with a local church uh, in my teens everybody holds a hand bell which is like You have a handle in your hand and the bell sticks up from the handle, and you ring it like you shake your hand forward and it rings the bell, and you make you do. uh, And
2: people have, of course, different tones. Different tones, different notes. You can
3: do it as a choir. So they're having this choir of bell ringers, but they're intercutting all of those bells that you're hearing from the song that they're doing with those individuals ringing a bell in a cancer ward Mm -hmm. and the tradition in this particular cancer ward is when you ring it that's you ring it because you've been oh right uh made you know deemed cancer free right
2: right okay
3: this just isn't any bell choir with each ring of the bell Their treatment ends. So they're showing in the background of all of these bell choir ringers, them ringing the, the cancer ward bell. Their life without cancer begins, and it's for all of their like family and friends in the audience who are crying. Uh, and their hope rings in all of us. Oh. That's Advent Health and uh, MD Anderson Cancer Network. That's
2: really good. and That's really moving.
3: It is really moving. And I just thought, you know, it is very holiday y, but it also is, you know, has just a beautiful. I just think that like is a really beautiful story way to tell a story. Mm, yeah, so thank absolutely. you, Kathy. Yeah,
2: that's nice. Um, and let's see here. Oh, you, just a quick note from Danielle. Yeah, we we're talking about that Argos commercial. Argos, it's a British catalog, is that correct? Or yes, is it I, here in the I'm fairly
3: sure it's British. So, I, so I don't know if uh, if if they are British or if the uh, if the Argo if the Argosad just made their way uh, to them through either through us or some other means. But uh, if you recall, the Argosad was this. It was a commercial for a drum set that a dad is buying for his daughter, and they play, um, I think it's, is it Don't You Forget About Me?
2: It's Simple Minds, yeah, I know that. Okay, so it's yeah. that song, okay, Don't yeah. you
3: know, don't you yeah. forget about me. Um, and she said, she posted to the Facebook group a very cute photo. She says the Argos ad was effective in getting, uh, my little, a new, at least to him, drum kit from Santa this year, and there's oh. a very, very cute picture of her little boy, um, playing this, playing these drums and, or sorry, did I say picture? I meant video.
2: Oh, you did say picture. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I just saw the note. So I didn't know that there was, yeah, there was There's there is video it,
3: evidence. And it's super cute, but good Lord, Danielle. What did you sign up for? Right? No
2: kidding. So it's funny that ad, which was for a British, uh, catalog ended up selling a drum kit. Presumably in the United States <laughs> yeah. not through not probably through Argos. No, probably not through Argos. Yeah, that's interesting um, And at the beginning of the show, I had mentioned that somebody I guess this was listener Harvey who posted this kind of behind the scenes of an Old Spice commercial. Yes,
3: and I see you found one that has audio. Can you yeah. play that one? This is amazing um,
2: It's also incredibly visual. So it is incredibly visual, here.
3: but you've all seen uh, Old Spice ads and this is one with the famous Old Spice guy as Isaiah Mustafa um, and the way, at least the version that I saw is shot, there is a one shot. It's one big shot that shows the set of the commercial uh, that's happening. And then in the corner, you're seeing what, what, it, the, what, final it, product what the final looked, product yeah. looks like.
2: And it's really, really complicated. But essentially, he's standing, in, not even in front of a green screen. He's standing in front of a,
3: a practical set.
2: A practical set. And he's standing on kind of a pile of, of um, it looks like sandbags or something. Um, and as he's talking, the set behind him and things in front of him change. So it seems like it's in motion. If you can remember this particular commercial, I can't remember exactly what he, he's saying.
3: I don't remember either, but he's still, you know, he's saying like, I'm doing this now. I'm doing your, that.
2: Your man could smell like me, yeah. um, right? Yeah, isn't that his whole thing? Um, And then, like a jaw, the
3: man your man could smell like some animal
2: jumps up into his arms, or then it turns it around and it turns into a harp, and you kind of see that somebody's throwing it at him. Then the uh, he, it looks like the entire screen in the final product spins around so he's now facing downward and he goes diving into water but we see that they spin the camera so it looks like he's upside down and then they move a, a like an aquarium type of thing in front of the camera and so it looks to like he swim. and he's, he's pretending to swim and if, at the if, end, if this is he, to be believed it's all in one shot
3: and at the end he's lying on a on a piano like spread like like spread out on a piano but what we realize from looking at this uh, production is that the piano is actually—he's still upright, and the piano is perpendicular to the floor.
2: They have a whole like living room yeah, scene with a fireplace. Yeah, that's built I mean, perpendicular that's, to the floor. Th- exactly.
3: And so he's like stretched out on it, but he's actually just like leaning on it while standing instead of lying on it, prone.
2: And again, so we'll post this to the Facebook page. But let's take a listen to the audio. The audio is a little bit warbly. Here we go. Ready and action. Hello,
1: ladies. Where can you go when your man smells like me? Close your eyes and I'll show you. Do you feel? It? The sand between your toe tips? I d'prop won't about me. Will play those sweet shot alas with up here?
3: Fireworks third, our world Now he's hanging from wires, like got you know, he's on a wire work and now he's pretending to swim.
2: You see, your man smells
3: like Then he lands on a piano. And you can see where there's gonna be like where there's some uh, c- CGI like work to just yeah, touch the f- up. There's things. no fire in that fireplace. Yeah, there's, there's like there's and like the the when the cat when the cat turns into a harp, like I think there's been a little bit of editing around the edges to like hide the edges of mm-hmm. the cat. Um, you know, his feet, his feet are are digitally edited, so you can't see the sandbags. But it truly is amazing how much of it's done with practical effects.
2: Yeah, it really is. I, I'm actually wrong about that fire. It looks like they do actually. I don't think there the fire are in the fish fire
3: in the fish tank where he's swimming.
2: Right, right. I think that part is. Anyway really really uh, fa- fascinating
3: yeah great I mean I had re- to
2: watch that a bunch of people like wait am I being punked here
3: <laughs> I mean I think it's all it would, real
2: I mean it would be so much work to create a fake version of this why would you create <laughs> a fake version of <laughs> That would be that? even more amazing like actually. Who's, who's doing yeah, that? anyway
3: listener Harvey thank you so much that one is so cool uh, to get to to understand what's happening when you're seeing this when you're seeing the final product
1: you can sell. You all
2: right let's get out of here
3: let's end 2019 anything. when we next talk to you it will be 2020
2: that is true
3: but actually, you're probably hearing this in 2020, because I think it technically comes out on the 20, on the first. Aren't we posting this right now? Yeah, but the way that SoundCloud measures it. Data. Data. I know. I look at our data, and data, according to SoundCloud, uh, we are already in 2020, because they go by Greenwich Mean Time.
2: So right now, on the East Coast, it's 930. On the West Coast, it's 630. If anybody listens to the show right now, before midnight.
3: You get to hear it this year.
2: But it'll still be counted as next year. Yeah. What a world. Uh, if you want to add something to our Facebook page or just check out all the very visual ads we talked about uh, on today's show, you can look for us. I Just after these
3: messages on Facebook. Yeah, you'll know it. You'll know it when you see it.
2: You can't define it, but you'll know it when you see it. Uh, also, our email address is after these messages show at gmail.com after these messages show at gmail.com and what is the phone number people can call if they want to leave us a voicemail
3: call us at 607-444-5597
2: and sing your jingles happy new year's everybody happy new year happy new year Talk to you in 2020.
1: Couldn't stop me. I burn headband. My eyes all droopy. I've gooey foodies, zoobies in my poopy. They all like, well, heems, you too proud. I'm like, you would be too if you had the juice now. Oh. Hey yo, the government is lies, son. United States of Google, Verizon.